Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. How much one-on-one trash talk would you say is involved in fantasy sports? Or better yet, one-on-one side bets. Got a lot of those, I'm sure. We've all done it. Well, I have something new I think you're going to be interested in. Stat Hero Rivals has launched. You can now play against Stat Hero head-to-head. That's right. No other lineups involved to compete with. You don't have to worry about what Jeff Mans does. Stat Hero shows you a lineup. If you beat it, you get paid what you put up. Stat Hero, known for its fantasy survivor pools, is now a daily game, folks. Stat Hero is giving you a chance to win the money directly from them. This has never happened before in the DFS space. A house-based game where you play the house one-on-one in a daily fantasy contest. Boom. No more Sharks, no more competing with thousands of other lineups. Put your money where your mouth is and take Stat Hero's cash. Stat Hero Rivals is the change in DFS we've all been asking for. You can use the promo code ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, for a 25% match on your first deposit. And now Stat Hero can be played on any mobile device on StatHero.com. All right, welcome in, everybody. Another episode of the podcast that is sweeping the nation. It is your boy, Jeff Mans, with another another edition of One Man's Opinion. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, folks, for uh, supporting this podcast so much during this past year. You know, this uh, perfect time to launch a podcast during the pandemic back there in March, but it's been a, a passion project of mine and really, really appreciate the support it's been getting all year long, and that uh, goes to all of you. So I appreciate you guys downloading, subscribing, commenting, rating, all those things that uh, we hear about uh, on the podcast forums and stuff, and that gets it a good reputation. I appreciate you guys very much. Uh, If you like what you hear, pass along, tell a friend, tell people in your leagues, whatever it is. to listen and download and subscribe if they if they like it and let us know the feedback that you have again this is episode 45 merry christmas everybody that's right not happy holidays it's merry christmas it's chris it's just a couple days away from christmas it is my favorite holiday of the year it's my favorite day of the year never really celebrated birthdays but christmas is always big in the man's household so uh, wishing everybody, you know, and when I say Merry Christmas, this is why I love the podcast. I don't have to say, I don't have to be politically correct. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Like, give me a break, right? Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, other holidays, love that. Happy holidays to every single person, New Year's, whatever it is your favorite is. Uh, that And whatever you, you believe in and celebrate, it's awesome. I, I love it. I just love the time of year. I've always loved the Christmas season. Um uh, goes back to the childhood obviously and those of you who've listened to all the episodes not just the football ones uh no you know i've talked about getting to know me i've talked about uh my childhood my old man um you know all, all that life with depression all that kind of stuff so um you know what i'll dive into some christmas stories here on the show today give some of my favorites uh around as well so uh, i'm really excited about that uh do want to we're going to talk week 16 as well now here's something because i'm a big dumb animal everybody by the way i am jeff mans in case you don't know what podcast you're listening to how the hell you got involved with this i'm jeff mans you could hear me every weekday at sirius xm fantasy sports radio sirius 210 xm 87 hosted the elite sports show i'm also one of the owners and operators of the elite sports network and that comprises fantasyguru.com where we have all our seasonal fantasy sports information fantasy baseball draft guide is available now by the way all the football folks, the there's a VIP package there too. So if you want to be back with us next year, you'll never be cheaper to get baseball and football combined uh, for the 2021 year and uh, spend the whole year with us at Fantasy Guru, EliteFantasy.com, where we have won 13 out of 15 weeks documented in a daily fantasy football this year. It's just been an incredible football season for us. And our NBA package is available over there, NHL package available over there. We do PGA and NASCAR when it's in season and um, uh, esports and everything and from a daily game setting, soccer, uh, of course, as well. So MMA, we've got it. We've got everything you need. 
elite sports betting for all your fantasy or all your sports betting needs, uh, legalized sports betting needs over there, elite sports betting.com. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore man's the Jeff fans on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. All right. Now that that's out of the way, I also want to thank our sponsor of the one man's opinion podcast. Stat Hero, everybody. StatHero.com. Get there. Download the app today. You can play Survivor Pool. Their brand new uh, Stat Hero Rivals contests are available as well for both NBA and NFL. The Rivals is fun because it's like playing blackjack. It's against the house, right? It's it's the first DFS game where you put up the money you want to do. You see their lineup. This, yeah, except the house, you don't get to see all the cards all the time um they're not holding anything back they tell you their lineup they're playing you have to beat them and if you beat them you win you cash out it's pretty freaking awesome really so uh stathero.com stathero app uh just just a great real excited to be a part of the stat hero family and uh you know they have a lot going on for all of the sports and even throughout the playoffs for all our nfl and, and football folks so get over there and support them if you can Today, so I am a big dumb animal. A lot of people have been asking me, man, what are you going to do this week? I'm not on Thursday and Friday of this week. So you may be listening on Christmas Eve. If so, Merry Christmas Eve or Merry Christmas. If you're listening on Christmas, if you're listening on Christmas morning, God love you. Um, man, I, I, I love that. But hopefully, you know, I'm thinking, oh boy, I, I, I almost am embarrassed to be you know, talking to you on a Christmas day. But uh, no matter what it is, I'm not on the show on Sirius XM those days. I took the in a couple of days off, not from researching, not from writing my articles, not from the Elite Sports Network, and obviously not from this podcast either. But I did take a couple of days. My kids are getting older. I want to spend a couple of days with the family. Christmas, as you'll hear, I'll tell some stories. Very important holiday to me for many, many reasons, and one that I want to spend some time with family for sure. But what I you're asking me, there's no Friday show. And on Fridays on Sirius XM, Ted and I give out our five team parlay. We make tough lineup decisions. We give our DFS NFL core four away. Well, it just dawned on me. Why don't I do that on the podcast? That's right. Why don't I do some of those? I'm not going to give you five team parlay. I'm not going to give you, I, I'm going to, I'll give you a couple of my favorite bets of the week as we sit here right now by the way recording this on a wednesday night late night wednesday night uh christmas week so i'll give you some of my favorite bets of the week some of those they'll be up on elite sports betting.com i'm also going to give you a variation of the dfs nfl core four that's right core four i'm going to give you the pay up and the pay down option at quarterback running back receiver tight end and defense Five of them, if you count. Core five, that's right. Give you that at each position. Now, the official DFS NFL core four will be in the article, EliteFantasy.com. I understand some of you don't subscribe over there. Understood. Maybe some of you just listened on SiriusXM. Understood that. But uh, these things will change. All right. As we sit here, one thing I know, and I'm going to do this for the 10-game main slate. I'm not going to talk about the New Orleans-Minnesota game on Christmas Day or Tampa-Detroit, San Francisco-Arizona, Miami, and Las Vegas. I'm not going to talk about those games, okay? Uh, maybe in the betting I will, but not, not in the DFS side because I'm focused on the main slate, the 10 games. Um, things will change because at this point in the season, value will open up. I'm absolutely, positively confident that we're going to get news of players. We already got Tyreek Hill hurt. We've already got McCaffrey not playing that, that we know about. Um, you know, we've got um, Kenny Galladay still out. Antonio Gibson coming back. Maybe he's underpriced on a couple of, of sites. So we've got a lot going on. The Zeke-Tony Pollard situation that surprised us last week. That's still on the table. We don't know what's going to happen there. So value, I'm confident that value plays will open up. So this core four will change, but I'm going to give you the, the, the synopsis as we sit here on a Wednesday as well. And I'm going to trust that you don't all be assholes and say, oh, what happened, man? Core four sucked, bro. And I'll be like, well, no, it was different. That's bullshit, man. That's what you guys always do. You do it. Not, not most of you don't. There's always like one or two. One or two. I just, 
fucking drives me crazy. Just makes me think, why am I doing this? Why, why do I why do I provide this service for people that only are looking for the negative? Like that, I, I know I and I tell them, and I'll be honest, I don't want you to win in that case. I got I don't if you're that person that you're only listening to this to try to find out where I went wrong, I, I actively want you to lose. I would love for you to lose. And I don't want you to just lose. I want you to get buried or I want it to be a nail biter that you thought you were going to win and then you lose the last second. I, I want you to hurt. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Merry Christmas. There you go. Uh, so that's what we're doing on this program here today. Uh, I'm riding solo again. Um, you know, I didn't want to occupy any. I didn't want to bring anybody in for the Christmas week because I'm sure everybody's got plans and whatnot. And I got a lot I want to talk about. So uh, I want to dive into the Christmas stuff real quick. Why do I love Christmas? What am I about? What what you know? What fuels me? Why do I play the Christmas music? Why do you hear me doing top fives on the SiriusXM show about Christmas? It's a special holiday. I think you'll never know why you're the person that you are right? There's always speculation. There's therapy you can go to and you realize, oh, when I was a kid, the, a lot of our habits, a lot of our beliefs are formed when we were children. So for me, the one thing I could say growing up as the youngest in a family of five is that uh, Christmas was the one and only time of year where my whole family would actually get along or at least try to get along. It always happened. Plenty of fights, plenty of blowouts, plenty of that stuff. But you know, we got along. People changed their 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 mood. And I think it all stems from my parents, quite honestly. My dad was an alcoholic. I, I've talked about that before um, on uh, one of the podcasts. I can't, it was one of the early episodes of this year. I, I talked about, uh, yeah, it's episode eight. It's called My Old Man. If you, you know, in the off season, you guys want to go check it out uh, to see some of the things. He's been passed away since 1999. So a long time, a long battle with cancer there. And then uh, my mom also, my mom suffered from real, real deep, dark depression, which uh, again, I've talked about that before um, on one of these podcasts and my bouts with depression, my whole family suffers from it. We got to find ways to get over it. You know, that's where, uh, that's episode 15, by the way, my life with depression. I've talked about that. So, and how to overcome it and battle it. My mom always straightened her shit out on Christmas for whatever reason. And it, it's weird that she did because she was always stressed. She always yelled and screamed at us all during the Christmas season. And she'd be overwhelmed a lot of times because my dad wasn't a lot of help because he's always working. And But somehow she made it and she put it all together and she, oh, we had way more presents than we ever should have had because I was, we were so fucking poor. I've talked about that many times. You know, in 1995, my parents who worked full time and overtime so they were combining to work about 80 hours a week, uh, or I'm sorry, about 100 hours a week combined. Um, they made $35,000. I filled out my college loan applications. And I'm like, how much you guys make? And, and, and I real, I, first time I ever realized in my life, oh, shit, we're poor. Because they're like, oh, family, total family income. I got a, a Pell Grant because of how poor we were. And I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know. I thought we were like a middle class. I always thought, hey, what? we're just like everybody else because that's a neighborhood. No, no, man, you're dirt poor. So, um, you know, that was it. But they pulled it together. And um, somehow, some way they did. We got along. And I, I just, I believe, like for me, Christmas is the snapshot of the year. And 2020, holy shit, what a snapshot, right? What, what a combustible tumultuous year this has been and it's pulled people in all different directions we've seen people look at us at elite sports we i've witnessed i've sat and watched people throw their lives away because of politics and conspiracies and just crazy shit i've watched it and it's my favorite people in the world and my best friends in the world and it's nothing i could do nothing i i couldn't help i couldn't I've watched it. My family members, we fought, you know, there, there's been, I, my sister, my brother-in-law, they've had coronavirus, you know, they work in the healthcare industry and they, they both had it. And, you know, we fought over what initiatives to take and what we're doing. It, it's just been a crazy year. And if we've ever need, so for me, what I do every year, pandemic or not, is this is the snapshot. I try to make everything better. I try to 
make one period, two, three, four week slice of my year upbeat and positive. I need that for my own life because of my inherent depression and what I've been through. And it just, there's a lot around Christmas. A lot of people, Ted Schuster hates this. He hates that people are fake and phony and pretend to be things they're not. I used to hate that or thought I hated it. I don't hate it. I like when people try to be better. I may not be a nice person. I don't, I don't know. I've said it a lot of times, this is an evolution. It's a journey. I'm not a finished product. I don't think any of you are finished products. We're all evolving. We'll change our mind. And, you know, we're, we're not locked into who we are. If we've been assholes our whole life, that doesn't mean we have to be tomorrow or in 2021 or 2022 or whatever. We could, we make the decisions of how we want to live our lives, who we want to be, how we treat people. That, that's us. Just because my something in my family was bad doesn't mean I have to be. We were poor. We were uneducated. We were, you know, whatever. I don't know, scum of the earth. I don't know what we were. But that doesn't mean I had to be. And I, I feel like I've broken a lot of those chains or tried to at least um, in, in my life and continue to do so. so. And I think that's what Christmas is about. Um, being better, treating people better, you know, giving back when things do go right for you, as I've been very fortunate in my life, winning in DFS and winning money in these fantasy sports contests and all that, like give back to people who haven't been as fortunate or have an opportunity. And, you know, I I like that. It makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I made a good difference, whether it's the one person or a group of people or whatever. I like Christmas for that reason. You know, and I like uh, spending time with the kids and watching it through their eyes and, you know, making it fun and being upbeat and having a good time. That's what it is to me. That's what it means. Christmas means something different to everybody. Some of you, it's a religious holiday. It's, it's not religious. I've talked about religion. It's not my cup of tea, not my thing. I think they're, you know, I've, again, I've talked about religion many times, but that's, so Christmas isn't really a religious thing for me. It's just more of a, a way of living type of thing for me but if it's religious for you awesome that's great you know we can be different in that regard just like i've talked about with politics all fucking here like we could be different there's no reason we can't be different and still like each other there's no reason we i believe in trickle-down economics i believe in uh fiscal responsibility i believe in socialist uh welfare programs and shit whatever okay cool we could disagree but we could still be friends, still be good to kind and care for one another. There's no reason we can't. And that's weird for me that we do live in that kind of world. But one of the a story that I'll tell you from my childhood before we dive into the, the football and week 16 championship week and all that stuff. Uh, I wrote it in the cash game breakdown this week over at elitefantasy.com. Just, I don't know. I don't know. Some of you guys like this stuff and uh, I'll say this. I've been touched this week alone. Every now and then I've been fortunate in this job to one thing. I'm very fortunate to be able to talk and converse to all of you. I I think that's a a privilege uh, of which I don't take very lightly. Uh, It means a lot to me. I enjoy it. I like conversation. I like learning about you and, and and tell, if I could tell a story that helps somebody, it's great. I've gotten this week alone, just an amazing amount of heartfelt, thanks and stories about people paying it forward people that have won money in daily fantasy for you know because of the advice or or what have you um and that they've paid it forward they're writing checks to family members and to the needy to to charities and things like that you know it's going forward other folks that are going through hard times and they've heard you know if i health problems that I had. I talked about that. I was very open about that a few podcasts ago. I had some health problems even this year, you know, um, and, and that, and then people have reached out about that just different. And I want to tell you guys, if you're one of those, you've reached out to me, it means the world to me. And I take it very seriously and I appreciate you confiding in me. And um, I just really do appreciate that. So I'm going to continue telling you guys some of these stories and things that I've been through. Maybe you're just going to fast forward to the football. That's fine. You know, that's fine. But you know, if I could help some of you guys out and get through a hard time, um, 
I'll do it. Or just make fun of me and laugh at me. I mean, either way, you have a laugh on it. Does you know, that's great. Whatever it is, it's my job. Entertain and take your mind off things for a while. I want to tell you a story though about my dad. And um so about me growing up at Christmas. One of the things that was always weird, and I like these are a lot of different puzzle pieces, so hopefully I tell the story right. Growing up, my um we always had more presents. I always got more presents. Like I didn't get any toys or stuff during the year. My brothers and sisters will be like, Oh, you were spoiled all the time. I didn't get shit. I didn't get anything during the year. Very rarely. I mean, they gave my parents got me what I needed. They didn't withhold anything on me. It just wasn't like I'd go to the store and I'm going to get a freaking toy or something. You know what I mean? I'm not, I was never that kid. So, um, but Christmas, like I, you know, get a dozen presents. Yeah. Fucking crazy. You know, I mean, it's over sensory overload. And that's why I first fell in love with Christmas. But one of the things that always happened and I never understood it was there was always a bunch of presents all wrapped. And there was always one present on top of the, the present pile. And it was unwrapped. Never really, you know, just something. And I loved it. I thought it was, it was awesome to see something and then have the wrapping. It was just unbelievable. Uh, over time, I realized, oh, this is kind of always a stuffed animal. And nine times out of 10, it was a, a teddy bear or something. Like there was always something. And eventually like a sports, sometimes when I got older, it was be a sports figure, you know, wrestling buddy guy or some something was on there, you know, like like that in that vein never realized it. my mom did everything for Christmas. Like I said, my dad worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and didn't really, you know, he was around, he would tell stories. He liked Christmas. He loved Christmas, but he, you know, he just was, I didn't talk to him a lot when I was younger like that. You know, I just didn't um, come to know as I got older, I realized that it was actually my dad who put the topper. My dad didn't shop for any gifts, didn't do any of that, but he always did buy the topper. He'd get one thing, to put on the top and he'd do it for my mom. He'd do it for me. My brother who lived with me, um, uh, he's disabled and he lived with me, you know, growing up, my adult brother that's older than me and stuff like that. So, but he'd buy a top or whatever it was, something would be on the top of the, the presents. And most of the time it was a teddy bear. Most of my life it was like a teddy bear or some stuffed animal. So um, never understood it. Didn't know it. Didn't even think anything of it. Never, never even clicked in my head. In fact, it didn't click in my head till long after the second part of the story. That's when my dad passed away after a long battle with cancer in November of 1999. Passed away November 4th, as a matter of fact, two days after Walter Payton, who was his favorite athlete ever, and you know, very sentimental time for us and the family going through all this. But my aunt, so my dad was the middle child of three he had a younger and an older sister my his oldest sister passed away on christmas day um in the late 90s or in the mid 90s like early i think it's like 93 94 ish somewhere around there um she had passed away suddenly and it was you know, very tough time and just brutal um for him so it was just him and his younger sister that were alive she lived in uh, Chicago most of her life and they moved out to North Carolina I'm telling you this on purpose so when they moved out to North Carolina a few years before my dad passed away my dad would go out and visit every now and then and have a great time and you know it was wonderful so I never knew that side of the family my grandparents on that side had passed away long before I was around before most of my brothers and sisters uh, were around my dad grew up on a farm Western Illinois, Glen Ellen, Illinois, to be exact. And back in those days, you know, grew up on a farm, was dirt poor, small farm. Didn't they didn't like have livestock? They didn't, they weren't good farmers, they didn't really do anything. They just were poor. And it was just a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere that from what I've been told, they just kind of took ownership of. And that that was that. Um, I've told the story. My dad fought with his dad. And then my dad raced out of the house to join the Navy, joined the Navy. And while he was out there in the Korean War in the Pacific Ocean, um, my dad's dad had passed away. And it was a deep regret my dad always had and took to his grave. Uh, anyway, when my dad passed away in 1999, my aunt drove up from North Carolina. It was weird. You know, didn't get on a plane. She drove. And she was like almost late to the wake. She actually did miss the actual wake time. And they were ready to close the casket. She got there just before they at the funeral home had to close the casket for the funeral the next day. She got there and um, she had a teddy bear with her. 
okay, small little teddy bear. And she said, I had to get, you know, I had to stop and I couldn't find the right one, the right color. I was like, I've never heard any of this shit in my life. Never. I didn't know that aunt very well. You know, I didn't know her very well. And you know, I didn't know anything about this, the, these stories. And she put the teddy bear in the casket with my dad. And I was like, this is fucking weird. Like, wow. Okay. And we all looked at each other like, okay, she's gone a little cuckoo. Okay. Whatever. Let her have this moment or whatever. And eventually I think we went out to dinner that night. We're back at my mom's house. And um, my, somebody asked this, the question, why what's the, the teddy bear? Like, what the fuck, you know, what are you doing? And she told us a story that I had never heard in my life. And she said, Oh, your dad hasn't told you the teddy bear, the Christmas teddy bear. Nope. Never heard that. Well, they were so poor growing up and on the farm, they didn't really celebrate Christmas, never celebrate Christmas. Everybody that they went to school with celebrated Christmas and all that. And um, my two aunts and my dad didn't celebrate, didn't really, they didn't have presents or didn't do anything uh, when they grew up, which was weird to me. I'd never known that because my dad was big time into Christmas, loved it. Um, same with my mom and, and that. So they, Never had anything event, I guess one, but one year when my dad was like eight. So my aunt was four and my old, the other one was 10. Um, my dad, well, he had to work on another farm down the street to get money for the family. He had found a, a beat up teddy bear. Okay. So he found this teddy bear and he thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Well, um, he went and wrapped it up in old newspapers and, um, uh, gave it to my younger sister, his younger sister, the, my, the aunt that came in uh, on Christmas morning. And it was the first time they'd ever, anybody there out of the three of them had ever received a Christmas present. So what they did every single year from that until my dad went off to the Navy and my old, the older aunt moved out of the house. I think that like the year before, is they would wrap up that same teddy bear every year and give it to each other. That was their present. And they all pretended that Santa Claus had brought it and, you know, and they gave it to each other and acted surprised or whatever. And they took turns having the teddy bear. And uh, even, you know, as they got in their teenage years, I suppose it's, it seems weird and crazy, but, you know, it, it it speaks to it. I mean, my dad has told, had told me a lot of stories. And again, I was only 21 when my dad passed. It was, uh, you know, so I, I didn't get to know him as well as I wish I would have. And as well as I've learned from family members and, and things I've dug up on ancestry and all that shit, you know, uh, about his childhood and what he's been through, but, or what he had to go through. It's a story just where my dad came from. And the fact, number one, to always take care of, uh, the people around you always take care of the younger people. My dad always made sure you, you protect the children, you know, protect you know, very old fashioned with the women, you always protect my mom and sisters and, you know, all that, like, you know, the old school, what it takes to be a man. Like that's what he, he was about, you know, nowadays it's, it's a different world. And I wonder what my dad would have been like in that kind in this kind of setting or whatever, but I mean, yeah, he'd never been harmed by it. He was never sexist. He wasn't like that. No, it was quite the opposite, you know? So taking care of that. So that you know, always had that teddy bear. And um, so when I, when he married my mom and started having kids and stuff, it was always important that he give the kids a teddy bear. Like he thought he just symbolized that with Christmas and he didn't, it, I hope it's coming through. He didn't do anything else with Christmas. My dad didn't shop for presents. He didn't do any of that stuff, but he always made sure he worked at a grocery store. A lot of times they'd have teddy bears in a, the toy aisle or whatever, and he'd get one from the store and bring it home on Christmas Eve and always put it on top of the gifts for my brothers and sisters and I. And we always had to have that. So that little topper, just, uh, you know, that's you don't need much. And I hope all of you understand that. I think it's an appropriate time to an appropriate year. If there's ever been a 2020 that, you know, a lot of us don't have all that we may have had as far as financial and uh, the material items, maybe that we had a year ago or five years ago, and we've lost jobs, lost money and lost stock market value and all that kind of stuff. And 
some of you listening, I know have probably gone through a really hard year and really tough and terrible year and you know, probably feel like, fuck, you don't know if you're going to make it. You don't know if it's worth it. You know, all, all that. I, I understand. I really do. And my dad understood and, you know, made, making the most of it. Don't, I think in our environment now with social media, I've said this many times, we all see, and I go on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or everybody, every single person seems like they have it figured out. And I, I feel inadequate as a result. Like that's the natural instinct, right? We feel like, oh my God, this guy's got to figure it out. This guy is going to have a great time. And these people are having great holidays. And this, this guy's got everything. And that person, that girl has everything. Everybody seems better than they really are because that's what they present to the world. Even us. We all do the same thing. I'm guilty as charged. My life seems a lot better on the from the outside looking in than it than it likely is on the inside living in. And I think, yeah, and I hope everybody this holiday season, New Year's, and just realizes that things aren't as bad as they may seem. And times will get better. And make the most of whatever it is. You don't need much. There's, uh, we just don't need that much to be happy. My dad was happy. Like he was a, he he was an alcoholic you know turned to alcohol and stuff like that but he wasn't a raging alcoholic my dad was like the crying alcoholic meanwhile he was like six two built like a brick shit house like <laughs> but he, he was the most sensitive guy uh you, you would never know that unless you were inside our house to the outside world it seemed like uh you know he'd kick anybody's ass because he was a tough motherfucker navy you know farmer you know built like a motherfucker so that was uh yeah but he, he was yeah, happy. He would in Christmas, like he would just sit there, have his beer, a can of old Milwaukee or Schlitz or whatever it was, listening to Christmas music and staring at the tree and stuff. And him and my mom would do that all the time. And it became a thing. Like, uh, you know, we'd sit around and we wouldn't even talk, just sit around. Uh, some Andy Williams or freaking Johnny Mathis or something would be playing and he'd just stare at the tree and uh, every now and then my dad would just chime in with how happy or thankful he was on little things that he had yeah, i really like this tree or oh i really like this we had a train always going around the tree i really like that you know and it's something good i really hope one of my my sister is happy and is doing well you know like whatever it was always would just like pick out things you could tell he's kind of going through the rolodex about the positives in life. And I think it's a healthy outlook, even though it didn't manifest itself very well. So that's, that's the story there. Uh, My Christmas traditions, uh, I passed down to the kids. I I did the the teddy bear thing for many, many, many years. I've expanded it. We'll have a balloon on top. Sometimes we'll do a teddy bear. Sometimes I've tried to take up for that my dad's tradition. So there'll always be some sort of topper. Sometime one year it was straws with their name on it. Like all, you know, different things. Um, I love Christmas lights, the movies and shows. We watch as many Christmas movies and TV shows as we can. We play the song game. We, every time we go and look at Christmas lights or we're in the car together as a family, we turn on one of the Christmas song stations and we each choose a song. Whoever gets the most at the end of the season by Christmas Day, uh, wins a prize. And I put up a prize. Now it's like money, gift cards, because these kids are older. But back in the day, it was a toy, you know, or Dairy Queen, whatever it was, the winner would get that. And it was just a fun thing that we do to this time. You know, you pick, I, I always pick White Christmas, for instance, because it's on the Hallmark Station, Channel 70 on Sirius XM all the freaking time so uh, i pick that one and when it comes on i get it and then you could choose another song after that try to you know get multiple points as we sit right now me and my youngest son is are tied for the season i think we have 10 my the two girls have nine and then my wife has eight so we're like all real close and the winner hasn't been decided yet but it's just something we do together it's a tradition that we do and it's it's may seem dumb and whatever to all of you but i think that's the best part about it the dumbest traditions are the best that little teddy bear is the best it's what my aunt will always remember about my dad now she passed away a couple of years ago herself so um you know and it's just just a little thing just those little moments and christmas is a perfect time to snapshot them all right let's get into uh week number 16 in fantasy football everybody um 
by the way, my season went very well up until the playoffs. Man, I made seven playoffs out of 10 leagues this season. I actually, if you want to count eight out of 11, because one was a dynasty league, the football diehards dynasty league, which I got bounced out of the playoffs the very first week, which sucked even though I was the number one seed, that really was bad. Last week, both the teams that I had as my number one seed, both got knocked off, out. So I am on two championship games out of 10 leagues. I had technically 11, to count the diehards dynasty league. So not great, right? It's, it's not the, uh, it is not the best thing ever. It's not the best season ever, but I really had um i i really had a uh a, a good year and got seven teams to the playoffs eight technically and you know but fucking last couple of weeks just got beat by juggernaut teams a lot of big performances it's hard to win a fantasy football championship that's what i'm telling you you know that it's just that's how it goes um i i think it's goes without saying that you need to dodge a lot of landmines to win a championship. So if you're in your championship game, congratulations to you. It's a monumental achievement. Bring it home. I'm hoping to bring two, my best team. By the way. I have a lineup. Check out this lineup. This is my team. It was my team in the Kings Classic, uh, very high-end expert leagues. By the way, both my Mike Wars and the Sleeper Fantasy Football Expert League, those are my two championship games this year. Um, and King's Classic, my lineup, my team was Kyler Murray at quarterback. My running backs are so stacked, it's beyond comprehension. It's Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, and I had one more, uh, whatever. I mean, four deep. You start four flex. So um, I think you said three flex, my bad. It's just crazy how good that team is. And then my receivers, you think, oh, and this was an auction draft. DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, all as my my wide receivers on this team. I mean, it's just my tight end was Dallas Goddard. I also have Zach Ertz on that team. I also have Mike Williams on that team. I also have, um, um, who else? Oh, Sony Michelle was on this team. Uh, Mike Davis, that's the other that's the other running back I had. I mean, imagine that fucking team losing. Impossible. But I did. Scored 170 points and lost 181 to 172. Like, come on, man. That's fucking insane. But that's what happens. It's hard to win championships. So hopefully you guys bring it home uh, right there. Some of the uh, – uh, let's get to the bets. So as we look at the entire slate – of bets i'll tell you this for if you're doing some legalized sports betting or non-illegal i don't give a fuck um the hooks this week man they're they're trying to get you vegas has a lot of hooks you look at that chicago jacksonville game was three and a half it's already up to seven and a half but it's always the half this feels like everything is half 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 they're trying to hook you tampa nine and a half which i'm okay with um cleveland nine and a half i'm okay with that um, one and a half on Indianapolis, seven and a half Chicago, two and a half Washington, ten and a half Kansas City, one and a half Seattle, uh, have three and a half Green Bay. They're, they, because of all the uncertainty, that's what happens when it's uncertain. They get their lines and then they give themselves one. They give themselves the hook, Vegas. So they they know what they're doing. So got to stay away from some of them, right? You you got like the three and a half. No fucking way, man. Three and a half are death. Tampa Bay or a Tennessee Green Bay, three and a half. No, I think Green Bay wins that game, but Tan- or Tennessee keeps saying Tampa, Tennessee, they will always run up and scare you. They'll, they'll put it together at the end. They're the king of backdoor covers. I don't want any piece of it. I, I just don't. So uh, some of my favorite bets of the week. I, I do like the fact that, um, um, I want to see what happens with Derek Carr in that Vegas game. I think Miami wins. They're only three-point favorites right now in Las Vegas. Uh, I like that one a lot. So Miami minus three, very much in play. I think Cleveland over the Jets by nine and a half. I think they win by 10 plus. I really do. Do not buy into the Jets win last week against the uh, against the the LA Rams. That was a fucking joke and will not happen again. Um 
I think Indianapolis crushes Pittsburgh. That's in Pittsburgh, but they're only one and a half point favorites. I don't like betting on the hook, but when it's one and a half, I'm okay with one and a half. I like Indianapolis in that game, a great, great deal. Um, and then I'm not touching Chicago Jacksonville. I don't trust the bears when it was three. If you could have got it around three, I'd be totally fine. I'd be all over the bears. Seven and a half. No fucking way. No effing way. And then um, I like the over in the LA Rams Seattle game. That's currently at 46 and a half, right? I like that game going over. I, I love the overs in the competitive games. I would love to bet the over Green Bay, Tennessee, but that one's open at 55. It's already at the 56 and a half. I'm seeing 57 in places. That doesn't, I don't like that. I just, I really don't like that. I'm not going to bet that kind of over. Um, Pittsburgh and Indianapolis, though, 45. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense is gashed. I don't think there's much anything there. And I think Pittsburgh can score in Indy. So going over 45, I like that one as well. So those are some of my favorite bets for the week. Again, official five-team parlay bets will be posted over there on EliteSportsBetting.com. So uh, get over there and uh, and check that out. Um, what else do we got? The uh, uh, let's get you know what? Let's do the DFS NFL core four. You guys waited through my Christmas stories. I'm sure a lot of you are very very interested in the core four of the week. And I will use the FanDuel pricing as I always do, just because it's the home site. I love Super Draft. Uh, Mic'd up with Mans again this week. Get in there uh, and uh, win that contest. So you could talk to me at SiriusXM or this podcast. Nobody's chosen to come on the podcast. You guys are all fame whores. All you like is the fame of the radio, just because we get 600,000 plus listeners an episode. Uh, you're all... You're all whores. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't know how many down. I don't, I don't know how many downloads we get. Fifteen thousand on this one. Not not the greatest, but uh, you know, I don't. I don't need this. Is, this is a pet passion project. It's for the people. It's free. It's uncensored. So it is what it is. Um, core four this week. Let's break it down. Quarterbacks. I am not going to invest in a quarterback in a game that's just not competitive. I don't, I don't want any business with it. I don't want anything to do with it. And essentially that drives me away from Patrick Mahomes. What will the chiefs do? What are the chiefs incentive to win this game? They don't really have one. They've basically secured the number one seed. Nobody's that close, right? I mean, the only team that technically can catch Kansas city right now is Pittsburgh. Uh, technically the, I guess the bills could as well. I guess the bills could, technically um capture them but um very doubtful bills Steelers have to lose a game kansas city has to win a game kansas city's gonna win this game it just doesn't like i don't like my i don't think atlanta keeps it very close i really don't so um i like the ground game i like Le'Veon bell on the ground in this game more so uh, mahomes is in play of course but i'm i don't think i'm going there Lamar Jackson against the Giants. I think this will be a closer game than people realize as well. I I dig Lamar Jackson. He's priced up from where he was last week. The Giants play slow-paced, slow-plotting football. They're also a tough team to run against. Lamar's been absolutely on fire. His last three weeks, he's gone over 30 points, I think all three weeks. But that's been Dallas, Cleveland, and Jacksonville. Much, much tougher defense this time around against the New York giants. And I, I, you know, I'm okay with it. Don't love it, but there's a couple of guys down here a little bit that I do like one of them that I'm willing to break the rule with is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. All he ever does is put up fantasy points. It's literally all he does put up what 25 last week against the Indianapolis Colts in a game that you know, the, the, against the bears two weeks ago, Everybody else played like dog shit. He still put up 17 fantasy points in a game that his whole team quit. His whole team quit last week too, but Watson is a genie. He makes fantasy points out of the thin air. Threw for 373, ran for 25 last week. Great matchup against terrible Bengals defense. Don't buy into what you saw Monday night. 
just because Pittsburgh sucked didn't doesn't mean that suddenly Cincinnati's better. No, don't give them credit. Just pile on Pittsburgh. Cincinnati did nothing right. I like Deshaun Watson a lot. It's very moderately priced. I think Cincinnati will be relatively competitive. will be able to at least be around so that there's no sense in really resting Watson. They could have rested Watson a lot already. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's no running game to speak of. I think Deshaun Watson shows out again, easy 20 points. I like him a lot. I like Justin Herbert against Denver. Last time he faced off against Broncos, Broncos were healthy back then in week, uh, was it week six? And he threw for 278, three touchdowns, 23 fantasy points. I like Herbert a lot this week too. Denver minus their top three cornerbacks. We all know that uh, as well. Jalen Hurts is the guy everybody wants to know about. He is priced up significantly. If you were going to give me Jalen Hurts again at $6,900 like he was last week, I would probably be more interested. I do think this Philadelphia-Dallas game is competitive. I think both teams will score. You know, um, so I, I think that because they're going to score, it will provide enough points for Jalen Hurts. Now, you guys know I have not been on Jalen Hurts last two weeks, likely not going there again. When you, you tell me that Jalen Hurts is priced more than Russell Wilson and I don't comprehend it, like I don't know why you wouldn't just use Russell Wilson. I know why you wouldn't. I'm pointing at you, the listener. I know why you wouldn't because you guys chase pre, you know, the last week. You're as biased recency as it gets. It's what. That's why daily fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, is an easy game to win money. Not easy, but it's easy once you make the disconnect. Once you realize the where the traps where everybody else, if everybody feels one way. The person that goes opposite usually is the winner. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just overwhelming. Yeah, and that the Jalen Hurts Russell Wilson thing is right there for it. Russell Wilson against the Rams, it's a monster game. Huge. The Rams losing last week, gave Seattle the division back, and now it's in their home turf. And they could close it out. Russell's gonna rise to challenge. I've bet against Russell Wilson a lot early in his career, and I was wrong every fucking time. I'll never do it again. So I, I like Russ better than Hurts at that price point. All right. So um, when you get onto uh, DraftKings, Russell Wilson's three hundred more than Jalen Hurts, and Herbert is more than Hurts, and you know there's a little bit of a price break there. But um, I'm still not going there. So quarterback for me this week it is Deshaun Watson. As if I'm paying up. Again, I'm going to give you two core fours. I'm going to give you the quarterback at the pay up, and I'm going to give you one if I'm paying down. Really not a lot of great pay down options. GPPs, I love Russell Wilson. I'll play the ownership game on that all day. If I'm paying down, Mitch Trubisky is intriguing, right? Not bad. Uh, Dwayne Haskins would be before he went to the strip club and lost the faith of his teammates. Alex Smith is also priced down against Carolina. I'm intrigued by those options but my pay down is going to be Andy Dalton dandy Andy Dalton against Philadelphia Philly like likely without Slay and Avante Maddox again um no he has been a lot better Dalton while he hasn't hit our 20 point mark yet his last four starts 19.8 15.3 18.6 15.3 17.6 uh that's some good production for his price tag. And against Philadelphia at home in a game that I think has a chance to shoot out a bit, I like Andy Dalton on the lower end. I do. So that's the pay down option. Um, Running backs this week, definitely a lot of ways to go, but on the main slate, there is no Derrick Henry. And we don't have to make that decision. There's no Aaron Jones. There's no Jeffrey Wilson, unfortunately. There's no Leonard Fournette, unfortunately, which I'd love to use. DeAndre Swift and Josh Jacobs. Nope, 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 and nope. The highest price guy I'd consider at running back is Nick Chubb. I love him. Without Quinn and Williams, who just went on injured reserve for the Jets, holy shit. It opens up the Jets like a swinging gate. The, the Browns are going to be able to run right down the gullet of the New York Jets. 
and I love Nick Chubb. It's great for us in seasonal because obviously I have him everywhere, talking him up all season. But a little expensive, nine thousand for a guy who doesn't catch a lot of passes. You know, he's got to get a touchdown. And sometimes they use Kareem Hunt at the end zone, so there's some risk there with Nick Chubb, right? There's definitely some risk there. David Montgomery against Jacksonville. Montgomery, uh, not the biggest David Montgomery fan, but his last four games, 22.8, 25.1, 23, 28.7. That's in a half-point PPR, all right? And he's caught five, four, three, and one pass each of the last four weeks. He's catching passes. He's game flow agnostic. He's only 7,800 on FanDuel. Uh, David Montgomery is the – is the – best overall play price per dollar at the running back position this week. Now I want to play Allen Robinson. I think Allen Robinson at the wide receiver spot is the best price per dollar play there as well. I really love Allen Robinson against his former team in Jacksonville chance to, to really, you know, pad it on. I mean, Robinson's an absolute target behemoth, target monster. Um, I love everything about Allen Robinson. So it's really going to come down to which one of these bears, at least in cash games, do you want to use, or do you use them both in a GPP setting? For me, I'm going to leave the Nick Chubb versus David Montgomery decision up to you. Right? I'm going to let you guys decide. The guy that I'm going to lock into this core for, I'm paying down it. And I'm going right into the mouth of Jalen Hurts because I'm going Miles Sanders again. I promised I wouldn't do it, and now I'm back. Jordan Howard doesn't exist. The last two weeks, so we used we used Miles Sanders two weeks ago, three weeks ago in DFS, and it backfires miserable. And pissed off about it, obviously, but said I wouldn't use him the rest of the year. But here we are, week 16. The last two weeks, in that week, he had 55% snap share because Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, for some odd reason, and Corey Clement even had snaps. Why? In week 13, nobody fucking knows. Nobody's any idea why that happened. Last two weeks, 81%, 83% at the running back position last week. If you go to the entire running back uh, a spectrum, that is seventh overall and the amount of the snap share for all running backs in the national football league. And as a result, Miles Sanders has produced 27.8 points in a half point PPR two weeks ago, 10 and a half points last week where he did get 18 receptions, only two targets, one catch, but uh, 80 or 90 total yards against Arizona a game that was very back and forth and had goal, you know, touchdowns taken from him, Jalen hurts and all that miles Sanders in this matchup against Dallas, when Dallas Leighton Vander Esch is out for that Dallas defense without Vander Esch, they've been a sieve against the run an absolute sieve. I think miles Sanders smashes. So I love him. I think he's a great, great value this week as well. So he's my pay up option. If you can believe that my pay down option, I'm not, these guys are much closer together than I normally recommend, but it is Le'Veon Bell. I love Le'Veon Bell in this Kansas City offense without Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He got 16 touches last week against a very tough Saints defense. Uh, got 80 total yards as a result, 14 points to get in the end zone as well. I, the Chiefs haven't been able to run the ball because they haven't had the better running back to run the ball. And it's not easy to run against Atlanta, but it is easy to catch against Atlanta and by running backs. And that's what running backs do. The, the Falcons have allowed um, fifth most receiving touchdowns. They have allowed the ninth most receiving yards to running backs. And they've allowed the fifth most receptions in the league to opposing running backs. That's Le'Veon Bell's game, the short passes. Why not? I think that's what the Andy Reid and company do, especially if Tyreek is out. I love Le'Veon Bell. He is my pay down option this week. Uh, Wide receiver, my pay up option. So many, so many there. I'm going to go to Allen Robinson. He's just the surest thing on the board. A little bit of a revenge narrative, more incentive to get him in the end zone. 
you know, last couple of weeks, you know, last week he didn't do much. Five, what do you get? Five targets for, for 83 only against the Vikings. I told you going into that week that the Vikings secondary had improved. And even though the Bears somehow got the win, that passing game didn't do shit and wasn't very responsible for it. But now you get Jacksonville, who's just atrocious. So can't even name their secondary without looking at it, honestly. And I know every player in the freaking NFL, that secondary is an absolute, uh, in absolute ruins. So I like the passing game here. I think Allen Robinson definitely is going to see eight plus targets, six plus receptions, hundred plus yards and a touchdown. He's just a short thing at 7,500. So he's my favorite pay up option. Now, do I love Tyreek if he was healthy? Probably, but I wouldn't pay for him despite the good matchup. I love Calvin Ridley against Kansas City in a positive game script. I love Keenan Allen if he plays against Denver. I don't trust Keenan Allen at all. I, if, if, if Keenan Allen gets a full bill of health, I would be willing to move from Robinson to Allen and then that running back move down to David Montgomery. To say, to, in order to save that money. That's what I'd be willing to do. But at this point in time, when I'm recording this, that doesn't seem to be how it's going. You know, we'll know more by Sunday morning, obviously. So pay attention. DK Metcalf, I love, despite the matchup against Jalen Ramsey. I, I love him too. Probably not going to pay for him this week. If I'm going that direction, Tyler Lockett's so cheap on the interior of LA. That's why I'd probably go. But my pay down option in the core four at the wide receiver position Oh, I also love Cooper Cup. Oh, my God. That same game. Mm, Love it. T. Higgins. T. Higgins is very, very cheap uh, across the industry this week. And if Tyler Boyd misses time, if Tyler Boyd doesn't suit up, which he had a concussion, it's a short week. He he was concussed against Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, If he doesn't play, smash matchup for T. Higgins. Uh, a matchup in which Higgins can go absolutely nuts will be the unquestioned number one for the Cincinnati Bengals and in a pass heavy script against a terrible defense. Uh, I absolutely love it. So we'll see what ends up happening. But if uh, this is assuming Tyler Boyd is out, that would be my pay down option at the tight end position. Anybody can guess. Can you guys guess who my pay up option would be? Anybody, anybody Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, of course. He is not a human. He is not normal. Very, very rare. But he's also priced to the point that at this stage, he almost needs to get in the end zone, right? Because he's having the greatest season ever for a tight end. But And he scored in three straight games, four out of his last five. But let's say he goes eight for 82. That's 12 points on FanDuel only. And at just under 9K, that's going to be a loss. You're taking a loss on that. That and eight for 82 is just insane. Insane. Last week, he went eight for 68. Without that, it's 12.8 points. Without the touchdown, without that little pitch touchdown against the Saints. So he's becoming that he has to score a touchdown. Could do it against Atlanta, but it's a lot easier to fade. I wish Mark Andrews was cheaper. He's 7,000 against Giants. Not a bad matchup at all. I like Andrews. Saves you almost $2,000. But my pay down option is going to be Dallas Goddard. We know how bad Dallas, one of the, the third worst secondary in DVOA against the tight end position. Goddard still playing 85% of snaps, even with uh, Zach Ertz back. Ertz is only playing 50 to 60%, so he's clearly the lead guy. And uh, he's super duper cheap. You're getting one of the best fantasy tight ends in the game. Again, probably fifth, sixth best fantasy tight end in, in the game right now. But he's so overshadowed by Travis Kelsey, but he's almost half the price of Travis Kelsey. So why the fuck not? You know, it really makes a lot of sense to me. So um, Goddard would be my pay down option. If you're doing the defensive stuff, the defenses that I like this week, uh, if you're paying up, not all the way. I can't go all the way to the top. We saw it last week with the Rams against the Jets. It fucked you. It fucked everybody. I like the Washington football team. I don't mind the Ravens, but I'm not paying for them. I like the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are the best defense in the NFL, and they're playing a team that 
offense line is banged up, can't seem to run the football, and who Ben Roethlisberger can't hit a moving target, it seems. So it's a great matchup for the Indianapolis Colts, and they're priced as if they're playing the Steelers juggernaut team. So I think you're getting a real nice price for a very safe defense. And by the way, the Colts have scored triple digits, or <laughs> double digits, my bad, at the defensive spot each of the last three games ever since DeForest Buckner came back. If you take away that Tennessee game where they didn't have DeForest Buckner and Henry ran all over them and, and all that, um, this Indianapolis Colts team's averaging over 10 points a game, right? They, they've scored that loss against Jacksonville week one. They only got four against Cincinnati. Somehow and that was Joe Burrow. They got four, only four points from a defense. Otherwise they've scored seven or more points in every single other game. And then the minus three against Tennessee, which is just a blip in the radar. So that would be my t- pay up. And then the Jets defense. Uh, I wish I used them last week. I didn't use the Jets defense. Uh, oh, no, I did use the Jets defense. What am I talking about? I did. And they got eight points against the Rams. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've used the Jets defense in each of the last five weeks. And they've scored eight, nine, five, negative one, which screwed me. It's the week I lost, week 14. And then eight. Okay, not a good defense. They're going to give up points. They're going to lose the game. They're not, but, you know, Cleveland will run the ball against them. It takes up a lot of time. They'll get a couple sacks. So if you have to pay all the way down to the Jets, there you go. So that's DFS NFL core four for week 16. How much one-on-one trash talk would you say is involved in fantasy sports or better yet, one-on-one side bets? We've all done it, I'm sure. Well, I've got something new for you that I know you're going to be interested in. Stat Hero Rivals has launched. You can now play against Stat Hero head-to-head. No other lineups involved to compete with. Stat Hero shows you a lineup. If you beat it, you get paid what you put up. Stat Hero, known for its fantasy survivor pools, is now a daily game, folks. Stat Hero has given you a chance to win money directly from them. It's like blackjack. This has never happened before in the DFS space. It's a house-based game where you play the house one-on-one in a daily fantasy contest right boom get it no more sharks no more competing with thousands of other lineups put your money where your mouth is and take stat heroes money stat hero rivals is the change in dfs we've all been asking for use the promo code elite e-l-i-t-e for a 25 percent match on your first deposit and now stat hero can be played on any mobile device on stathero.com after folks and by the way stat hero also still has their survivor pools every single week take on uh, the group there I, I like the rivals because they show you their lineup you get to see what their lineup is and they say oh well they pick let's see who would they pick uh they pick baltimore this week all right well fuck that i could beat them with the cleveland browns this week or i could beat them with the chiefs or i could beat you know i could beat seattle you know, their offense, and and that's all you have to do. You only have to worry about – you don't have to worry about what Jeff Manns is doing. You don't have to worry about what any other big-time players are doing. Just worry about yourself versus that lineup. Pretty easy. You can use our projections, as a matter of fact, either on Fantasy Guru or our lineup optimizer on EliteFantasy.com and literally plug it in. Boom, boom. These are the projections. This will – you could find the four or five teams that will beat whatever the Stat Hero team is being used and. Boom, you guys will win money as a result. So uh, good, good after that and use the promo code ELITE to save 25 or to get a 25% bonus. All righty, folks. Um, what else? That is going to be about it for episode 45. I've blathered on long enough. Again, appreciate you guys downloading. If you listen to this anywhere around the holidays, best. Happy holidays and all the best to you, your families, your loved ones, friends. Stay safe, social distance, wear masks if necessary, whatever you have to do. Just don't get sick. And also drinking and driving. I'm all about drinking, getting sloppy. It's a Jeff Man's rite of passage, folks. But don't ever get behind the wheel. Just not worth it. You've got Uber. You've got Lyft. You've got friends and family around that didn't get as sloppy. Just don't get behind the wheel. Um, Just it's been a bad enough year we need. And by the way, if, if you don't do it for yourself or your loved ones, do it for old Pappy man's because uh, I don't have enough downloads. I don't have enough listeners. I don't have enough fans. I need every single one of you I can get. So stay around for me. 
because uh, Pappy Mans cares. All right, I mean that to each and every one of you. Uh, Survivor pool for week sixteen. Um, I, listen, I, I'm all about attacking the Jets again. I, I don't have any problem with that. Cleveland, um, I, I like Cleveland a great deal. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Detroit. Detroit might not have their interim head coach, Daryl Bevel. They have a COVID-19 outbreak there. That game's on Saturday, folks. So be careful with that one. I uh, like Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I'm going to say this. This is my order. I will go Tampa first, Cleveland second, Kansas City third, but nobody cares about that. If you need to get different, there's no way – no way anybody's going to – that you used Houston yet. Nobody used the Texans yet. So they're almost double-digit under our uh, favorites against Cincinnati. Cincinnati sucks. Don't believe what you saw on Monday night. Plus short week for them. Ryan Finley, get out of here. Fuck. Get the fuck out of here. No way. Best bet of the week. Uh, I think I already went through a lot of these. The uh, I'll put the Colts minus one and a half. I think Colts win that game against a fledgling Pittsburgh Steelers team. Upset of the week. What game do I think uh, will be upset at this point? Um, you know, th- there's – I don't trust that Baltimore line. I mean, the Giants are in a must-win game keep up with Washington NFC East. They thought they had it, but uh, floundered. Uh, I'm not going to bet that game, but that's okay. That's one of the deepest upsets that I think could happen here this week. Um, If I had to choose another upset, uh, give me San Francisco to beat Arizona. San Francisco ironed out there. If uh, CJ Beathard, blah, but um, they, they, have Arizona's number to a certain degree. I'm going to run Jeffrey Wilson right over them without Chandler Jones. Cardinal defense has not been great. So um, that would be my upset of the week. Uh, get over to stathero.com folks. Just talked about them. Their new rivals has is available now. Play them one-on-one. Uh, what else? That's about it, folks. Go get over NBA folks, elitefantasy.com. If you are a subscriber, this is the last opportunity really because when the NFL season ends, folks, when, you know, being a subscriber to Fantasy Guru, you will not get that double discount over on EliteFantasy.com or EliteSportsBetting.com. So if you're just an FG, Fantasy Guru subscriber, and you're thinking about getting the DFS rest of the season for NFL, if you get the NBA package or if you just get a VIP package, you get the rest of the season NFL with it. And we go all the way through the Super Bowl. Core fours all the way through the Super Bowl. Chats all the way through the Super Bowl. Everything else over there as well. So uh, one last chance. of Fantasy baseball, people. The draft guide is available at fantasyguru.com. Ray Flowers doing the work over there. Vlad Sedler, myself, Ed Schuster. Very big. Rob Povia. Very, very big parts of the baseball draft guide. We're ready. We're ready for 2021 already, folks. How about that? No rest for the wicked, everybody. Again, Thank you for listening to the Christmas episode here. Appreciate you guys oh so much. Thank you for your support over last year as well. I do so, so appreciate it. Uh, That'll do it. Have a safe, happy holiday season, everybody. Remember, no matter what you heard on this podcast, and if you disagreed, totally fine. Why? Because it was one man's opinion. We'll see you next time. Deuces. Happy holidays.